Hey there, it's Russ, and welcome to another episode of Women's Retirement Radio. Today, I want to talk about the upside of a downturn. So right now, we're all dealing with the impact and effects of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic uh, impacting people and countries, communities, uh, industries, and economies around the world. Um, And while there's a lot of anxiety and fear, uh, increased uncertainty associated with all we're dealing now with now in our daily lives. Um, I want to also highlight some of the potential positives that we may be experiencing now or may be able to look forward to in the coming weeks and months and years. Um, as humans, we have a documented history of innovation and ingenuity in times of crisis or in times of challenge. And I think this time will be no different. I think that we'll see um, new solutions, technologies, services, uh, delivery methods of those services that are introduced or that uh, are um, serve as pivots to maybe what we've experienced in the past. Um, think of schools. So many of you are uh, have uh, children at home right now who are taking online classes. Uh, they were formerly uh, in school for, uh, you know, from let's say 7.30 in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, six, seven hours a day. If they had after school activities or sports or clubs, uh, you can maybe tack another hour or two onto that. Um, those hours are now being transferred to time at home with you. And if you're not only juggling a family, but making sure that they attend their online classes and um, making sure that you're feeding everyone and kind of keeping the family going, um, you know, it's really changed the dynamic. And so I can't help but wonder, is this going to uh, impact how how children are educated in the future? Uh, Not just in elementary, middle, and high school, but but college. Um, I've got a nephew that is uh, home from uh, Samford right now in Birmingham taking online classes. Um, and I've also read and heard a lot about college students saying, um, you know, where is my, uh, where's my refund? I'm not, I'm not at school. I'm not living in a dorm. So I want a refund, a partial refund for uh, the fees that I'm paying for room and board. Uh, and I've also heard more and more students and, and their parents are asking about, well, um, where's a partial tuition refund? Because uh, I'm not at school, I'm not getting the full the full college university uh, experience um, for better or worse, and so uh, maybe maybe the the compensation or tuition should change as well. I was discussing this with my wife, and she had a great point, which is that even though you're at home taking online classes, um, the tuition is really uh, in many respects associated with the name of the school and the pedigree, if you will, associated with uh, the degree you're working towards. So I think you could argue either way that um, the tuition uh, should stay the same, whether you're on campus taking classes or taking remote classes um, at home. Um, however, this also raises the the question about whether uh, uh, an online only school like uh, University of Phoenix, um, which I 
as far as I know, is a, is a predominantly online um, school, uh, you know, seems to charge less than going to a, a private university or, or even a state, a state college. So uh, how do those things, sep- you know, settle out? And do we see the increases in college costs, which have gone up and up and up over the past, you know, several decades, do we see that start to level off or uh, maybe even start to come down? Do we see some colleges that aren't able to adjust and um, evolve with this kind of this new world that we're all living in and dealing with? Uh, I don't know how that shakes out. Um, And I'm not suggesting that um, we need Fewer schools. Uh, I would argue that uh, that costs um, have gone up at an extraordinary weight, uh, rate, and those probably um, need to uh, level off or um, come more in line with what's actually being delivered and the true value of a college education. Um, I'll leave that up to smarter people than I to discuss and decide. Um, but um, the whole homeschool online class, um, you know, dynamic aside, let's think about some of the other potential upsides. People are um, driving less, uh, so there's less, uh, there's less, uh, there are less accidents, less fatalities associated with driving. Uh, a byproduct of that is uh, there's less emissions. Um, our air is cleaner. Um, I read that. Uh, I think. Um, some places in China can now see the Himalayas um, for the first time in decades because the air is so much clearer. Um, and if you look here in the U.S., among many of the large metropolitan areas, um, the air uh, is cleaner. The smog is almost non-existent because people are um, staying home, um, driving less, walking and or um, maybe riding their bikes uh, and that sort of thing. So um, there's maybe an unintended, uh, unintended positive consequence uh, of all this. Uh, people are um, increasing their hygiene. They're washing their hands. They're using uh, facial masks. Um, we're we're ab- abiding by social distancing. Um, and clearly that's got some downsides from a social interaction um, and a um, just kind of a community standpoint, but I think there are some positives there. Uh, I'll be interested to see maybe in, in weeks or months from now, uh, data about, um, the prevalence, uh, or the rate of just normal, um, sickness, colds, infections, um, sore throats, things like that. And whether that has, um, decreased or not, I suspect that it will have decreased, but we'll have to, uh, have to wait and see. Um, a lot of restaurants are uh, now forbidden from having people come into their uh, place of work and actually um, dine in their dining room. So they're having to um, adjust to curbside delivery and uh, different uh, mechanisms to serve their communities and to uh, provide food. I know that I've seen some uh, local restaurants um here in the Atlanta area, as well as out um, near our lake house, uh, are not only serving food off their menu, but they're also um, providing um, meal kits. So you can, um, you know, buy a kit or a package of prepared or semi-prepared food to feed four to six people at a meal. Um, many restaurants I've seen are also selling um, some of their um, some of their uh, raw products like uh, milk, eggs, um, other things like that, unprepared, uncooked uh, steaks. Um, and so, again, it's just interesting to see how 
different people, um, entrepreneurs especially, are thinking outside the box and finding ways to adapt and adjust to this new world we're living in. Um, other potential uh, upsides are um, more and more people are now realizing the opportunities and admittedly the challenges of working remotely. Um, but I think that um, this might be an opportunity for more and more people to um, to work from home, if not full time, uh, once once we get you know kind of more back to our normal routines. If if people don't work remotely full time, this might be an opportunity for them to uh, work uh, remotely a couple days a week, for example. Um, and as I said, there's some good and bad that comes with that. But um, having worked uh, primarily from a home office for the last uh, over 10 years, um, I see a lot of upside and, and positives there. So I think that's mostly a good thing. And if you think about all of the potential commercial space, whether that's commercial office space or retail space, um, that might ultimately be freed up if more and more people are uh, working remotely in the future, then that might be uh, an opportunity to repurpose some of that space to uh, to maybe low-income housing, uh, to uh, to utilize it for um, entrepreneurial space, for uh, startups or co-working space. Um, again, I, I can't begin to list all of the potential ideas and opportunities. Um, new ways of going about and doing things, um, new perspectives with which we can look at our world and uh, our daily lives as we go forward from here. So while I'm sympathetic uh, and empathize with each one of you that is dealing with uh, new challenges and hardships um, associated with or separate from the virus itself, um, just having to accommodate to doing things in a new way and um, finding new ways to get through your daily routine and take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones and your friends. Um, I think that while there's a lot of challenge um, that we're all dealing with and will continue to deal with in the coming days and weeks and months, I want to be I want to be especially uh, sensitive in highlighting some of the positives, if we can maybe look down the road and think about maybe some of the good that will come out of this. Um, I think that um, I think that in many respects, um, this virus has bought, brought many people together um, to fight a common cause. And, and, and so I think it's brought a, a renewed sense of community in some respects um, that has been um, sorely lacking um, both locally uh, as well as globally for for some time now. So um, I hope that uh, I hope that despite the uh, the challenges and despite the anxiety, despite the heightened uncertainty that we're all facing and dealing with right now, I hope you can uh, maybe see some upside in this downturn. Maybe see some positives um, that will benefit you either directly or indirectly as we all uh, move forward. Uh, adapt and adjust to uh, to things uh, as we begin to hopefully turn the corner and come out of the uh, pandemic lockdown as we start to you know reacclimate and readjust back to some version of our normal lives. Um, and I think that optimism is 
is something that we can all benefit from uh, from utilizing more of these days. And so I just wanted to share my thoughts there. Hopefully you can take some um, take some benefit from from my perspective on this. And and I invite you to reach out and, and share your perspectives well uh, as well. So reach out to me uh, via my website wealthcareforwomen.com. Um, get in touch, share your thoughts. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, and until next time, this has been Women's Retirement Radio. Hey, before you go, it's Russ again with some important disclosure information for you. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.